Shamai and I hope everybody is enjoying this lovely uh, rainy Monday uh, afternoon now. Um, apologies uh, for not doing a podcast in uh, a little while. Um, I've been very, very busy with uh, work in the National Assembly for Wales and um, it seems that things take over in that regard. So I need to become much more diligent and disciplined at doing this podcast, which is why I'm trying to line up a series of interviews with different people in the next few months. Uh, to um, engage with different issues and campaigns so if you feel that you'd like to speak to me about a campaign that you're doing in your local area or something to do with a health issue or housing or anything like that then um, let me know because I'd be happy to to chat with you I've done some Facebook lives but I was thinking of mixing it up with doing some Facebook live chats as well as podcasts to try and give people a different type of experience and the whole rationale basically for setting this podcast up was to give information in a in a different type of way from an assembly member about not just the work that I do but on life uh, in general I mean in that uh, in that vein um, I don't know if some of you saw um, a few weeks ago I put on uh, social media uh, the fact that I was expecting my first child it still feels really weird uh, to say Um, and I'm very excited and happy of course as is my husband Rahel I wasn't gonna say anything publicly if I'm honest uh, because I know that I've um, experienced people not just directly in my family but friends who have been through difficult circumstances either with regards to IVF or um, you know how they're trying to have children and maybe having problems with that or um, other people I know have had various miscarriages over the years and I was just very aware that um, when I was trying for a baby that sometimes if I saw, and this is not to criticise anyone directly, sometimes if I saw people posting all these different things about babies and about expecting, it would make me feel worse um, in the situation where I was trying and not feeling perhaps that you know I was going to be successful in that regard and it made me feel a bit down. So. But then I came to the conclusion that I was having to explain to lots of people lots of the time about why I may need to change my diary uh, uh, in terms of the work balance uh, that I could uh, take on or just having to explain to people quite often being in the job that I am I meet people all the time. So I thought selfishly that it would just be easier to tell people in one uh, public post uh, and then that would take the pressure off me, which it did actually. And I felt much happier for having done that. And... You know, on reflection, I know that there are people going through many difficulties, but but I'm sure, as I did at the time when I thought that you know I may be facing those difficulties myself, that people want to be happy for other people, and we all live different lives, and we all face different barriers and different challenges, and if we start to compare our lives with different people and what they're going through, then we don't stop doing that, and we become um, we can become quite negative and quite uh, um, isolated because of it. So. So it's in the public now. So um, I just wanted to say a little bit about what that first experiences has experience has been like for me. Um, you know, obviously very happy to find out. Um, in fact, I was very happy to find out because I was supposed to be going to Ghana in Africa the week um, following um, having found out and it was lucky that I um, I'd had injections and I was planning to take a malaria tablet uh, for the purpose of going to Ghana and um, luckily I hadn't taken it hadn't taken it um, before finding out and um, obviously I was told by my, my GP that it could have put my 
put, put the embryo in, uh, in, in danger had I taken that particular uh, tablet. So I was very, very thankful for that. But I wasn't so thankful for the proposition of not really being able to go to Ghana anymore because of um, those health uh, concerns. But of course, I wouldn't do anything to jeopardise the health of the, the baby that I'm expecting. And so I didn't go to Ghana over the summer and then had, you know, the 12 weeks of telling very close family but not telling anybody else and I've read a few articles lately about this whole 12 weeks of the first trimester of living in secrecy and isolation um, in relation to that experience and it is actually true that you feel happy but you feel anxious you feel you don't really know what's going to happen as a new mother I've not got any other children so you feel all these things at the same time and I spent the first 12 weeks basically living on my nerves, <laughs> I have to be honest, because of that reality. And I also had severe exhaustion, so this was over the summer recess, just after we'd finished from the assembly in July. So in a way it was a blessing because I was able to be more flexible with my diary because I wasn't needed in the assembly to vote, for example. I could manage my own diary and I know, um, don't get me wrong, I know a lot of women are not in that position, which is why... We need to make work more flexible for, for women um, across the board, not just for people in my uh, work, uh, in, in my uh, line of work, uh, and, I, and I'm very, very aware of that. Um, but I did then manage to balance things out, and, you know, uh, I, I, I went on holiday, and I was... You know, I'm, I'm, I'm relatively fit. I, I work out, well, I had worked out about four or five times a week doing high intensity training or swimming, whatever. And I found myself not even being able to walk down the road without losing my breath or feeling very, very tired. Something I never experienced before. So that was interesting. <laughs> I still I get a bit of that now, actually, but not as severe as it was in the first trimester. And I understand that a lot of women get that. But I was privileged not to have got very sick <laughs> um, and I uh, and I know that that's something that a lot of women uh, suffer on a daily basis so I count my blessings that I didn't uh, face that. I think the most um, stark thing for me was though that it was just all new territory you know you're googling things that you probably shouldn't be googling you're trying to find out what you can eat and what you can't eat what you should be feeling what you shouldn't be feeling um, you know, you don't see a midwife uh, until, you know, the, a certain period of time. So you don't really have a professional on hand to speak to. Although when I did meet my midwife, midwife for the first time, I was, um, it was very informative and very in-depth about all of the, 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 the situation I would be going through. So, you know, I have to say they, they, they have been very good in the health service. And uh, so too uh, with my first uh, scan as well. I mean, as I said, I lived on my nerves in the first 12 weeks so. When it came to the date of having my first scan at the hospital, I was uh, pretty, uh, well, I was a gibbering wreck, you know, I'm not going to lie. Uh, and when I arrived at the hospital um, and got to the stage at which they called me in for the scan, the first thing that the nurse said was, oh yeah, well, you know, that'll be a fiver then for you to get the pictures. And I was like, do you know what, I'm not going to give you any money until I know that I've seen the scan, um, you know, in it, with my own eyes and that, you know, the baby's okay. And and she was understanding and uh, and, and we pursued with the scan um, in that way. Um, but I just, when, when I lay down and uh, had the whole process happening to me with looking at the ultrasound and such, I just burst out crying straight away because it was just that relief of seeing 
the baby um, they um, and uh, I was told that she was she or he um, was uh, swimming and doing backstroke uh, in my in my womb which I found quite uh, funny because I like to swim a lot and so um, I've had a bad back with it so I think uh, the the person doing the ultrasound was trying to explain that the baby was pushing onto my spine by moving quite a lot so that is the reason why I've had a bad back all this time so um but I found just knowing what the reasons were comforting just so I understood it a bit better um and so um that that day onwards I felt a bit more relaxed obviously not entirely relaxed but a bit more relaxed about you know the health of the baby and the situation obviously my life has changed in the sense that I'm acutely aware of everything that goes around around me that I'm thinking about looking after a living thing inside me and obviously trying to eat healthy but as well as obviously wanting to eat more food (laughs) but not wanting to overdo it so things like that Um, and then the type of exercise that I can do is not the same as before because um, I don't want to take any risks Um, and so I've just been adapting by doing long walks and uh, swimming a bit but um, you know, it's not always what I want to do health-wise. I, I love doing the high-intensity burpees and uh, things like that. And while I have been told that I can carry on with things that I did before I was pregnant, I, I don't want to do that level of intensity because um, I just feel that I've got to the stage in my life where I've always put my career and other things before um, this. Uh, and now I can, I, I can at least now think uh, more sensibly about how I look after my body uh, and not push it through tougher tougher exercises than I need to until after the baby is born and I can I can do all that again anyway um, because I was exercising more for my mental health anyway so it's more about that for me than it is about looking a certain way or being a size zero um, but certainly I'm less worried about those things ironically you know because I know that I'm going to put on weight I know that dieting is not an option and so in a weird way I felt happier with my body since I've become pregnant because I'm not worrying about all those superficial things that I was before so I think that is something that I'll take with me afterwards as well in that you know really I've overthought a lot about how I look about how I appear you know because I got to do a lot of photos in my job you know that you know just just to cut myself a bit more slack um my husband and my family have been really supportive um you know (laughs) it's really funny how people feel they can just give you loads of advice now or people saying to me things like you'll never sleep again after the baby is born or your life will end or somebody else saying you know um in, in terms of fitness or well you know you won't be running or doing anything like that for another 15 years because you'll always have a little child by your side and you know it's fine for people to give their experiences to me i think but sometimes they can say things without thinking and then that does make you feel a bit anxious because of course it's not something that I'm aware of or know anything about right now um my sister is 19 so she was born when I was um 18 (laughs) and so I did a lot of the child caring with my my parents when she grew up so I know about children and I know about babies and I'm really good with them but obviously I don't know the direct um effect of being a mother and how that will change my life and so um, the best advice I think I've had is from someone who works in the assembly who says, you know what, you'll get a lot of advice, but believe me, you know, when you have a baby, you will, you know, kick into that um, instinct of knowing what to do. So please don't worry too much about it. And I think that was really comforting for me to listen to and to hear. 
Um, taking a lot of vitamins, trying to balance uh, what I eat, knowing that that's going to be key, um, but also just trying not to worry too much um, in this uh, stage of pregnancy. Um, I know that there's lots of people who have had um, challenges, like I said at the beginning, about you know how they conceive, if they can conceive, and I'm acutely aware of that, and so I count myself very privileged and very you know hoping that everything will go okay uh, in relation to my job I think that's something that I feel I have to tackle as as and when uh, as and when it comes um, I need to understand you know when I need to take time off what, what I need to do for um, allowing um, other processes to take place in relation to some of the things that I some of my responsibilities on an assembly level like chairing committees and such um, and also then just needing perhaps colleagues to understand if I can't you know potentially always take on as much as I did before though not wanting to be treated as if I need to be wrapped up in cotton wool but also knowing that you know this is a really high pressured high uh, moving job and um, I'm not able to do some of the things that I would have done before I was pregnant and you know again this affects other women all over the world um, I'm also going to try and look into the suggestion by Stella Creasy she I don't know if you've seen the MP the Labour MP she's um, employing a locum uh, MP uh, in her constituency office it's not something that uh, can happen for her votes I think she has to have a proxy vote in Westminster but she can she's employing a local M a locum MP for her constituency work which I found very uh, interesting so I'm I don't have anything to declare here today but I was going to look into that uh, for me to see what that could offer as a possibility because um, while my staff can carry on uh, working um, and they will carry on working uh, while I'm on maternity leave that doesn't mean of course that there's an AM that will take my place or will be able to do my job in that regard so I'm going to look at the idea and see what's possible see if I can manage to introduce something similar here in Wales uh, and go from there I know there have been other AMs that have had children in the past and have managed by their office being uh, able to carry on with with the job at hand um, but if there are any key votes um, any important budgetary votes they've had to turn up and uh, and, and take part in those votes which I think would be fair and reasonable on anybody and it's not difficult to get to the Senev to be able uh, to do that but it's all within proportion of course if I'm going through labour and there's an important budget vote I don't think it's going to be possible <laughs> to, to be in attendance and I hope that people would be understanding of that. I know that there's been a lot of maternal and maternity discrimination over the years. Uh, a committee that I can, uh, sat on in the National Assembly for Wales has looked at a lot of this. Uh, and, you know, I, it's not because I'm pregnant that I'm interested in these issues. I've been interested in these issues for quite some time. So I know there's a lot of people out there campaigning for the rights of women uh, to have flexible working, to be treated fairly when they return to work, uh, to be able to try for positions and know that they're not going to be discriminated against because they declare that they're pregnant so I think there's a lot of uh, things that need to be done in this uh, area and what it has sort of enlightened me about being in this position is that it's still very much a, a world that is skewed towards men I mean you know um, I'm going through you know some difficult emotional and physical changes right now and 
Uh, I think it's very hard for people to understand, uh, even though it's something that happens all the time. Women get pregnant all the time, but in every workplace or in every community or in every family, every situation is very different. And so I don't think you can just cut and paste a policy and make it work for that for that particular woman. We have to be flexible in how we we do this. And so um, I know there's a lot more to be done. But on a personal level, I just like to say. I'm learning too. Um, I'm hoping that, you know, as things progress, I'll have more to say and, you know, share your experiences with me. What what have been your experiences of uh, early pregnancy? How have you felt? How have you felt that other people have treated you? Have you felt that your employers have been understanding? Have you felt that others have shared your happiness or have you felt that it's been something that you can't really talk about for various reasons or you know I'd really like to know it's an interesting topic for me um I felt pretty isolated for the first 12 weeks not being able to talk to many people but I think it's safer that way I don't think you have to you know put that 12 week marker on yourself but it's safer that way so that if something does happen you don't have to go back to all those people to to explain why perhaps you know it didn't go as as you as you wanted so um there's all those complex complex uh, matters that we have to have to deal with uh, and uh, a lot more to face down the line i'm sure so those were my sort of first experiences of pregnancy um not you know entirely exclusive to uh, to me i'm sure um uh, and uh, if you've got any comments uh, let me know Thank you.